When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I am Ben Bullen. And we've got a topic today that I'm pretty excited about. Mm-hmm. I say that a lot, I know, but this one's really cool because this is uh, this is a racing series. And, uh, you know, we... We, we love, love a racing show. We, we do love to talk about racing. So uh, this is, you know, right up our alley. Uh, now, I'm going to give partial credit to one of our listeners. And uh, this is the way this comes about. This is a... Uh, now, a friend of mine who is a friend, Facebook friend, and a personal friend outside of work, you know, that I, that I know in, in real life uh, for several years. His uh-huh. name is uh, Robert. Okay. And uh, Robert um, suggested a long time ago that we talk about dwarf cars. Now, I know that dwarf cars are, are part of what we're talking about here. They've got a, a history with, with legend cars. I think maybe Robert was talking about... Uh, dwarf cars that were like miniatures of street cars, however. And I'm not entirely sure. That's why he's getting partial credit for this one. Uh, we'll call it, we'll call <laughs> it right. partial credit. Okay. Uh, because I think the ones he was mentioning, I have to remember the link that came along with it. I think it's another story that we do want to cover later on about miniaturized street cars. That's not the case. But if he, if he was talking about these dwarf cars, I just want to make sure that we get that out there, that, that it was Robert's idea. So Are you talking about Robert S.? Right. Robert S. Yeah, it's... Uh, okay. it's uh, uh, let's let's keep him anonymous. R. Saboter. How about that? <laughs> his name okay, is R. Saboter. No, no, Robert S. That's we'll yeah. As that. long as we don't say his full name. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, if Robert, if you're listening, I hope you are. Um, hopefully, this is what you're talking about. If not, we'll get to the other one as well. You got it, Mr. Saboter. So this one's for you. Oh, uh, you blew it. What? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, let's start though. With dwarf cars, uh, if, even if they're not the ones that Robert's talking about. Yeah, let's do that because um, this really is is the beginning, the uh, the origin of the of the Legends car series. Now, also that's another thing, Ben. Yeah. These are called Legends cars with uh, with an S at the end. If I say Legend cars, right? Don't hold me. It to can be a little confusing. It's kind of like Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. <laughs> exactly. But- <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna say Legend cars throughout this whole thing instead of Legends cars. And that is correct. The latter one is correct. It is plural. Legends yeah. cars. Mm-hmm. Now uh, these are essentially they're a spec series, and 
that just means that they're all built to the same identical specs. Exactly, yeah. And uh, and just kind of in general, if you want to run down just before we get to the dwarf car thing and the, okay. or, the yeah, origin yeah. of Legends cars, I mean, just a, just a quick rundown of what they are. If someone's not familiar, they're they're basically a low cost fiberglass body race car. Mm-hmm. It's a single seat. It's really really small. They're wide. Very stable cars. I mean, they've got a real wide wheelbase. Um, they've got covered wheels almost. They're almost covered because they're real, again, real wide tires. Right. And, uh, they do stick out a bit from the sides. Um, they're fast, exciting. Um, they're, they're these miniaturized versions of NASCAR race cars from way back in the 1930s and yeah. 40s. And, and I think it's important. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. No, you. no, that's fine. It is important to say, uh, again, this is affordable racing. This is racing that anyone can get involved in if they save up a little bit of money. Exactly, and that's that's exactly been the point we need to make when we lead into this history. So that was a perfect point to make at this point because uh, what happened was um, the uh, early, early on, we're talking like 1990 or 1992, I think it was. Yeah. Um, the guy that ran Charlotte Motor Speedway, his name was Humpy Wheeler. And uh, I know it's a funny name, but uh, Humpy Wheeler <laughs> and uh, one of the road racers. I think his name. Hang on, just a second. I will. Uh, I'll find it. Oh, uh, uh, Elliot Forbes Robinson. Uh, that's exactly right. Now this is like early nineteen ninety two, rather. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, he's running this. Uh, this guy Humpy Wheeler is running the Lowe's track, which is. Um, well, it's, it, I think it's called Lowe's Motor Speedway, and it's mm-hmm. switch changed na- since. Changed names I, boy, I to uh, Charlotte Motor. To Charlotte Motor Speedway. That's right, Ben. So um, it's just a, a name change. That's all same place, but same guy. Um, and they had realized that there was recognized a need for lower cost racing uh, with, with very little maintenance involved and time and and money and you know all that stuff that that goes into what normally you know race cars are really expensive, really time consuming. Right. It becomes your life. Right. Let's, so uh, yeah, let's just add a point for comparison. Uh, Let's see, Scott. Um, how long does a typical race car engine last? <laughs> yeah, just right. it's it's a matter of hours, really. Yeah, and so, uh, hours on track, I should say. Right. So there, there's they're having this moment, uh, Forbes Robinson and Wheeler, where they clearly get the idea that this is so much money and time that it could be prohibitive uh, to would be racing teams, and they're saying, "Wow, our speedway could be." doing a lot more business if we have a lot more people able to race. Yeah, let's say we had a race uh, every Friday night wow, or yeah. every Saturday night when the you know when the big show is not in town. Yeah, and um, and we can get somebody you know some of the local people out here, some of the people just in our region, like let's say the southeast region, mm-hmm. or from really all over. I mean, anywhere in North America, really, because this thing really spread quick. Um, but they found what what they did in early '92 is they found um, that you know the kind of car that they had in mind, you know, the, this low cost option for people, uh, something easy to work on, already existed. And where they where they found it was there was a place called uh, the Dwarf Car Company, and it was building cars out in Phoenix, Arizona at the time. And what these cars were, they're five eight scale steel body cars that were fenderless, um, and they looked like a thirty five Ford coupe. Mm-hmm. And that was the uh, that was the initial. Dwarf car, I guess. That's a dwarf car that, that they said, you know, this is kind of what we want our Legends car series to look like. Yeah, but with, with a couple of changes. A few changes, that's right. So they brought, um, 
They brought, I think it was like four chassis of these, you know, four examples of this back to the Speedway from, you know, out in Phoenix. And uh, they took a look at the car and uh, decided that it wasn't exactly right. So what were some of the changes, Ben? That you uh, well, the big change is that the steel was a little too much mm-hmm. for for the uh, kind of racing that they wanted. That's why one of the big differences you'll see between a dwarf car and a Legends car would be the the, the fiber body. Yeah. And then the other the other difference is the fender. Dwarf cars have don't have a fender. Dwarf cars do not have a fender because they were initially intended to be run on dirt tracks. And Legends cars do have fenders. Legends cars do have fenders because they're initially they were initially intended to be run on asphalt tracks. Mm-hmm. Now, one kind of side note here is that Legends cars do run on dirt. Now, so they they initially were intended for asphalt only, and right. that was the main difference. Um, so both cars can run on asphalt or dirt, uh, of course. You know, it just depends on the tire selection that you make, and and both cars have asphalt and and tire selections to make. So, um, you know, they 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 decided that you know the dwarf cars were were close to what they wanted, not exactly what they wanted, but um, they they modified it, made it work. They you know made a few different changes that we'll talk about. You know when we talk about the specs here of the car, you know the the engines that they use, things like that. Um, and you mentioned the bodies already, tires, Ooh. fenders, things like that, um, just to make it their yeah. own their own series really. Um, so the first very the very first Legends car was unveiled at the uh, at the Lowe's track by the president and general manager Humpy Wheeler and of course Elliot Forbes Robinson. But the very first one was revealed in April of 1992 at the track, mm-hmm. and uh, big success. People loved it. Oh, huge success! Mm-hmm. Because if you think about this, from 1992 to 2013, as we're recording this, this went from one thing happening at the Charlotte Motor Speedway to a worldwide event. It's even popular in Georgia, not just not just Georgia, our Georgia. I mean, the the Republic of Georgia. Wow! In so this, yes. this has gone international. Yes, and uh, and we'll talk about that as well. As well. But uh, you know, I just if, if you don't mind, Ben, I'd like yeah. to talk about um, a, a couple different things here, kind of a mixed bag before we really get into the legend cars themselves and the specs and all that stuff. Okay, and yeah, some let's of the mix other, it up. Some of the other fun stuff. So this is kind of a, a, a mixed bag again of, of what's going on. But you said it's uh, it's turned into a big thing, right? Yes, sir. Um, well, the, the the cars that they they produce they're they're produced by this company called uh, a company that they formed, which was initially called Six Hundred Racing Inc. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, now it's uh, U.S. Legends Cars International. Exactly right, right. and uh, of course they changed it to that international moniker because, of course, it's gone international. Ooh. It's just gotten so big. How big, you ask, Ben? Hey Scott, how big are we talking? Well, I'll just tell you how big Ben. Okay, it's uh, it's gotten so big that they have manufactured more than five thousand five hundred legend cars since nineteen ninety two. So uh, it makes them get this, Ben. This is one of the uh, quotes from this thing. They're the largest mass producer of race cars in the world. That is crazy. That's in the insane. world. And I guess it makes sense when you're talking about mass producing race cars because yeah. that's something that not a lot of companies do. I mean, so it's kind of a it's a niche market. Right. However, to produce 5,500 of these things since 92, that's quite a bit. Now, I know that their uh, their current production capability is somewhere around 40 cars per month. So, uh, it's that's pretty, pretty big too. It's pretty high for a uh, for a race car company. 50 dealers here in the United States, Canada, and Europe. So, uh, you know, they've, they've spread quite a bit as well. Um, and we mentioned that, you know, they're they're well, these series, they run in other countries, and they also right. host championships as well. Yep. Um, and, you know, Canada, 
England, Scotland, they all have championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the cars are actually, they're run in different countries and regions. Um, in fact, we've got a pretty good list of, uh, of where they run. Yes. Um, yep. They run in the United States, uh, the United Kingdom, Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, they run in Scotland. They run in Northern Europe, all of Northern Europe, all yes. of Central Europe, Mexico, the Republic of Georgia that you mentioned, Australia is another one. These mm-hmm. things are all over the place. They're, they're, I don't know, global wide, I guess is maybe the best way to say it. Yeah. And I, I think the appeal there is pretty easy to see. First off, these are stylish vehicles mm-hmm. because the, uh, just, just the form alone is really cool. Secondly, again, I know I sound like a broken record man, but these are way more affordable than any other race car out there, except maybe if you want to count 24 hours of lemons as, oh, yeah. that's, uh, <laughs> as, that's, as race cars. That's its own uh, special category. I feel like that's an apples and oranges thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what, I, I, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to talk about the, uh, the body styles that they offer. But, oh, yeah. but, I, but I think first what we need to do is maybe just take a, a brief break. How about that? <laughs> Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together, and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back, and we are talking about body styles now. This is exciting to me because uh, I like I like the spec racing approach, especially the way they're doing it here, because they're making a, an even playing field. Mm-hmm. And any, it's not really about how much money the team can spend. Exactly. It comes down to the car setup, you know, in the pits. It comes down to the driver. Really, it's the driver that makes a big difference in this series. I mean, because right. all the cars are pretty much the same. Uh, there's just maybe a little bit of tuning that goes on here and there that makes some cars a little faster. Of course, the driver's skill is going to play into this, this really, really big. Yeah. Now, I mentioned, um, I, and I like that approach too, by the way. I think that's mm-hmm. a, a fantastic way to get people into racing. It's a, it's a, the way to go. Um, we mentioned body styles, and uh, this is one of those things that just really, I mean, that, that's the first thing you notice when you look at these cars. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have any kind of, and if you didn't have people standing next to these things setting a scale, you really wouldn't understand how small these cars are. They're really, really tiny, and we'll talk about the specs in a moment, but they look like um, like 1930s, 1940s, uh, I don't know, what NASCAR racers? Um, yeah, they're scaled yeah. down replicas of 1930s and 40s coupes mm. and uh, sedans. And exactly, and sedans, and and they've got these really. Un- it's just a unique look. The whole series has a unique look, and and I can just give you an idea of some of these uh, these options. Now there there are ten body styles that are available from the beginning, from 1992 until today. Now only seven of those choices are available for the new cars. So you know three of those body styles that means oh, are, yeah. are, are no longer available if you buy a brand new. Legends race car. Mm-hmm. And if you do buy a brand new one, you've got seven choices going from like a 34 Chevy Coupe, uh, a 34 Ford Sedan, 34 Ford Coupe, a 37 Chevy Sedan. Did I already mention that? No, I mentioned no, Chevy no, no. Coupe. Yeah. Um, 37 Dodge Coupe, a 37 Ford Sedan, um, and a 37 Dodge Sedan. Now, there's a couple of, uh, a couple of the, those that I mentioned that were discontinued, and that's a 37 Ford Coupe, mm-hmm. um, a 37 Chevy Coupe, and a 1940 Ford Coupe. So those three aren't available, but if you want to find one used out there somewhere, that's that's easily done. Because I mentioned, you know, there were 5,500 cars built. Right. So there's you a, can grab those. There's a lot of um, a lot of options out there. A lot of a lot of availability on the older models as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's interesting too with this is that I know these choices may sound very similar when when you hear us reading the list, but the Reasons that the other coupes were taken out, um, especially the 1940 coupe, mm-hmm. uh, is just that they wanted these to be more and more closely matched uh, in terms of the competitive abilities. Oh, the aerodynamics, things like mm-hmm. that. I mean, that, that plays big into this thing as well. I mean, they're they're not very aerodynamic, as you'll see when you look at the photos. Right. But uh, hey, but, they are low to the ground, though. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, they want them all to be about the same size and shape, mm-hmm. and and you know, with just a little bit of variation here and there. And of course, they're giving you you know the Ford, Chevy, uh, Dodge options to be able to you know pick your favorite, um, you know, the big three, I guess. So it's a really interesting series. I mean, there's there's even though there's just a couple of options for bodies here, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, seven options or ten options. Yeah. Um, there's still a lot of variety there, and and. 
people seem to really enjoy this. It seems like a lot of fun, and uh, and I encourage people to go out and you know even if you're just watching a video initially, you know mm-hmm. you, you're not familiar with the Legends series uh, cars. Take a look at it. I think you're going to be surprised. It's really there's a lot of action there. Two things. Uh, first, yes, uh, it is surprising. They probably will be when you're watching the YouTube videos. Get ready, you guys, because they probably will be having more fun than you are. Much more fun. Much more fun. Uh, another thing, there's a uh, there's also a manufacturing concern for uh, L- LCI or Legends Cars International with creating these bodies. It's more. It's also more affordable for them to have a smaller variety of cars. I see. Yeah, I get. I understand. So a little bit, uh, a few less options available. Mm-hmm. They still have the the variety, you know, of the ten of the ten that they had since ninety two. But mm-hmm. you know, seven is still a decent amount of cars. Seven is a great number to be able to to produce seven different body styles on the same chassis and everything. That that's yeah. that's and pretty remarkable. And they're still the largest mass producer of race cars. Yeah, which I mean, is such a weird title. Definitely not uh, not not minimizing what they're doing by any means. Can we talk about the drivers, though? Because if you're watching this to get involved, what kind of driver would you be? Well, what kind of driver? Well, let's see. You have one of four divisions, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. You know what? I'm sorry. I've got the uh, I've got the divisions here as well. There's several different. So you want to uh, list a couple? Yeah, let's list a couple. Okay, so um, let's start at let's start at the bottom and then go at the top. So uh, so the by bottom, I mean, in terms of age. So there's what's called the Young Lions Division, and that's for drivers between the age of 12 and 16. This is the one I wanted to get to first, because for all of our younger listeners, yes, you guys can do this. You guys can drive these cars before you are 16. How cool would that be to have a Legends car when you're 12, or even all the way up to 16, anywhere in between that? I mean, these things are awesome. Yeah. It would be so much fun. I, I mean... Personally, me right now, I would I would love to get in the seat of one of these cars. These these look fantastic. Like they're just so much fun. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you're a 12 year old that's wanting to get into racing and you know you've done a little bit or you're you're excited about doing this, anywhere between 12 and 16, look at that young lions division. That's a uh, that's maybe the way to go. And then moving up, there's uh, what's called the semi pro division. Mm-hmm. That's for anyone who has less than two years of experience in uh, one of the legends cars uh, or. It's uh, for people who have been inactive in other forms of racing yeah. for a while. So they kind of call this like the, the semi-pro division is really what they call the novice class. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you, you have to have been active in other types of racings for a little while in order to be able to race in this. So you know, everybody's got a little bit of experience, but um, still, this is, a, this is a good way to break in. Right. And then after you get your two years in, you are a member of the pro division, and that's just for any experienced driver. Yeah. Yep, and there's also one more, Ben. Yeah. There is the Masters Division. Now, the Masters Division are for guys like me that are over 40, and uh, and and it seems like a lot of fun. I mean, these guys probably, I bet there's a lot of racing experience uh, behind the wheel of each one of these cars, I would think. Yeah. Um, I would yeah, think that probably. these guys have done some. I, I don't think that any of these guys are going to be, like, you know, right out of the box. You know, like, I just bought my car. I've never raced before. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'd let you into the Masters Division. I, I don't think. Um, oh, okay. I see. For the Masters Division specifically. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I sure just... you have to spend, like, unless you have a lot of... Yeah, it just it seems weird to me that someone would just say, I have no racing experience. Let me buy a Legends car. Put me in the Masters Division. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's the case. Who knows? Maybe. We, we need to really kind of pour over the rules because there's a lot of uh, rules and regulations as yep. well. So, yep. oh, you know what? That's, uh, that's a good point to make, that there's... Uh, Rules and regulations, and they're set by um, the um, by Inex. Right? Yeah, Inex, who is the 
um, I don't want to say sponsor. What are they? They're the uh, sanctioning body. Yes, that's it. Sanctioning body. They're the authority. Exactly. And uh, and Inex. That's uh, that's a company that um, they've been around since I think it was 1995. Mm-hmm. Um, and they race actually. They actually sanctioned four race series that I want to mention in just a second. Um, it's not just the Legends cars, but they have some other exciting series that you know entry level racers can get into. And I I, I do want to mention them because they're really cool. Um, they are, Inex is the third largest short track sanctioning body anywhere. I think that falls right behind, uh, NASCAR Weekly Racing, um, and International Motor Contest Association, or IMCA. Wow. And Inex has got something like 3,500 members right now. Um, and they sanction, get this, Ben, they sanction more than 2,000 races at more than 200 different tracks throughout the world. So this is a, a great big sanctioning body. Um, they do really good job because they're, they're in charge of, uh, you know, the rule book setting up the standards and safety information, you know, for, for these series and, and the other three that I'm going to mention as well. Um, they, they've actually run more than 30,000 sanctioned races since the, since they've been around since 1995. So 30,000 races, they're, they're doing something right if they're still in business, huh, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. So man, this is a, a really cool, cool thing that they do mm-hmm. because they've got, um, They've got the Legends Car Series, and we know about that. We've been talking about that, and you know that we've kind of got a, a decent idea that you know there are these five-eighth scale fiberglass full fendered body, you know, versions of these old NASCAR Legend cars. I guess um, mm-hmm. reason they say it, uh, you know, just so we may get this out there. These are the types of cars that guys like when you hear about like you know Fireball Roberts and Curtis Turner and Speedy Thompson and Banjo Matthews and those guys these are the types of cars that they started driving NASCAR in and that's why these are the they call the legends cars. Huh. Um so you know again all these different divisions but they've got these other groups of cars. I'm going to pass over um our listeners can't see this. I understand that's not fair, but <laughs> feel free to kind of look these up as we go along. Okay. I'm going to save this one for last. They do have a um a couple of different series. One is the uh the final one there. It's a uh, it's a modified dirt car series. Um what is what is it called there at the top end? Thunder Roadster. No, no, sorry. Nope. There's uh there's one before that. Legends of Dirt Modified Legends Series. Legends of Dirt Modified Series. Now that's uh that's something that's uh kind of like I almost want to say it's like, um, you know, the, the outlaw racing cars that race on dirt tracks with those yeah. giant wings on top? Uh-huh. It's like that without the wing almost. Mm-hmm. Similar in that, uh, you know, these are the cars that you'll see at the track sliding sideways around every turn. That's pretty cool. They've, they've got, got um, that, uh, they've got that kind of flying shoe design. Yeah. And they, yeah. 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 Not, not at all. And, and these are, again, these are cars that, you know, you can buy pre-made, you know, kits just like this. You can go somewhere and, and special order your race car, pick it up a lot like the Legends car. You know, they're they're kind of uh, a spec series as well. Mm-hmm. So um, they do other ones as well that I want to mention here. There's Bandoleros. Um, now, these are fast, but, they, but they're not really fast. Okay. And the Bandoleros are like big go-karts that are enclosed. And yeah. uh, what's interesting about this one is, uh, they sound, they sound kind of like, um, like go-karts. They, they have that kind of, uh, rattly sounding. Oh, There's yeah. a reason for that. They're powered by a Briggs and Stratton engine. Now, before anybody gets their idea that, you know, that's not really all that impressive, these are bumped, these are modified Briggs and Stratton engines. They had 20 horsepower. They've been bumped up to 30 horsepower from the same engine. And, uh, Ooh. and they're quick. They don't, they don't have that big car sound or anything like that. They have a, a go-kart sound. Definitely, but they can be fast, and I mean, and they're they're pretty quick. It's like a stepping stone, I guess, between like if you're going to race a quarter midget car and then go, go on to a full size race car, a fully enclosed race car. Yeah, it's like the in between step. It's like the Goldilocks. Exactly, moment, yeah. and but get this, you can race these as young as eight years old if you wanted to. Wow, and uh, and they go fast enough. I mean, they're they're. 
you know, they're evenly matched, so they're they're really really fast or quick, I should say. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, they go fast enough that they can have some pretty spectacular flips and things like that. So there's some really good on track activity that you can watch online <laughs> if you want to. Again, that's the Bandoleros cars. Now, the one that I'm maybe most excited about, Ben, is the one you first mentioned. The one I spoiled. Yeah. Well, that's all right. Maybe people weren't listening. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna count on that. <laughs> Right. Thunder Roadsters. What's the Thunder Roadsters? Thunder Roadsters. These are so cool to watch. I may have a new favorite, uh, you know, little uh, racing series to watch online a, now. A new YouTube addiction. Maybe. Yeah. These uh, these Thunder Roadsters was again sanctioned by um, Inex. They're they're similar in design, not exactly, but they're similar to the nineteen nineteen fifties nineteen sixties open wheel race cars. Yeah. Um, in that they they look really fast. They are really fast. Now I've showed you a couple here. There's two examples that one has covered wheels on the top there. Mm-hmm. That image. Mm-hmm. And there's one below that does have open wheels, but they have these uh, these bumpers that kind of stick out to the side, so you can't contact anything directly with the front wheel. Um, you know, kind of like a fairing that sticks out. Yeah. And there's uh, there's big side pods so that those go in between the space between the wheels, so no one's going to get their wheel caught between your your rotating wheels. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's almost like open wheel racing with minimized danger. Um, uh, yeah. It's still dangerous, you know, they still can touch wheels and that would still be bad, uh, but it's minimized. And, and I'll tell you the look of the car, they've got kind of that long stretch out front end, the driver's sits way at the back. Yeah, um, that's cool. But it has a definite, it definitely does look like those open wheel 50s and 60s racers. It's an open cockpit design, um, real long wheelbase. And we should point out that all of these are scaled down. All scaled down, yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty small. Uh, but they're they're fast and they're exciting to watch on the track. I mean, really close racing, drafting, passing, all that stuff. It's it's a really neat series. So if you get a chance, you know, in addition to the legend cars that we're talking about today, these Thunder Roadsters are something to look at. They're really really cool. What I like about this is that we can totally buy these, maybe on the company dime, and start uh, <laughs> start at HowStuffWorks.com podcast racing series. I would absolutely love that. Wouldn't and, that be great? Yeah, you know what? I I tell you what. Before we get too far because you know the cost is uh, cost is low. Yeah. Before we get too far here, and I've got a couple more things I want to talk about the specs of the car mm-hmm. just gen- in general. Sure. And then I've got one more thing that I want to share at the end, but before we do that, let's take a quick break. Great idea. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, 
business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Scott, can we uh, can we start speculating? Speculating or specking? Specking. How about specking? Let's uh, spec, uh, all right. Oh, we can speculate too. Well, it's just that. churchifying it a little bit. Um, <laughs> so okay. we want to talk about the car specs, right? Yes. Save the cost for the very end, though, because oh. that's one of my favorite parts. Fair enough, because it's uh, well, it's reasonable. <laughs> we can go back and forth. Um, one thing that's interesting, I, I want to respond to our earlier point we made uh, with the Young Lions division. How can you drive it between twelve and sixteen? Right. Correct. Well, it has a motorcycle engine. Ah, that's uh, that's a very good point to make because uh, it has a Yamaha 1250cc engine for uh, which is sealed, or there's a 1200cc open version, mm-hmm. and uh, these things are powerful. I yeah. mean, don't let that fool you. I mean, these things have, and I've seen two different numbers here, Ben. Okay. The, uh, the Inex site quotes the horsepower at 122, which is. By the way, that's pretty high for what we're talking about. Especially considering the weight of the vehicle. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but then the other number you'll hear quoted outside of INX is 140 miles per hour, or yeah. horsepower. That's right, me. 140 horsepower. So, you know, either one, I mean, either, if it's either 122 or 140, these things are, are powerful, they're quick, mm-hmm. they're, they're extremely fast. I mean, I mean they're really, really... Uh, ben, these are a joy to watch. How about that? I'm going to say they're a joy. It, it makes for a good day at the track. Yes, and uh, going to the weight, they're only uh, they're only about thirteen hundred pounds with the driver. No comment about the way I said that. That was a little corny. I thought it was poetic. A little corny. Well, but uh, but it gonna... does. It's uh, that that'd be a good day at the track, Ben. <laughs> that would be a good day. It is. Maybe we can go. <laughs> I look okay. All right. So, so the reason the reason I didn't say anything was because I thought it was a really good comment, and I didn't want to steal that moment from you. I right? appreciate that. That uh, I'll hold on to that moment then. But uh, let's let's get on to the specs. How about that? So we, you mentioned the weight, thirteen hundred pounds. 
with the driver. Yeah. That's extremely low weight. I mean, I mean, these things, I mean, you have to see somebody standing next to a Legends car to to get an appreciation for the size of these things. Now, they're, I mean, the height, the vehicle height is only 46 inches tall. Uh, Mm -hmm. so it's slightly bigger than, you know, waist high, waist level for most people. Um, of course, kids, you know, that's a little bit taller, but, you know, that's ten, ten feet, little over ten and a half feet long. Yeah, that's uh, that's extremely short. I mean, so it's a really, really short wheelbase. Um, the width of the car, they're pretty wide. I mean, they're they're sixty inches wide. Mm-hmm. Um, so and the, and the wheelbase is seventy three inches. Mm-hmm. So that's a nice. Uh, I mean, the wheels are again, they're at the very front and very back end of the car. And with the width that they have and the, and the wide tires, because I don't know if we've mentioned this, but the tires. Are two hundred five sixty thirteens uh, for the pavement. Mm-hmm. Um, those are extremely wide tires. Yeah. When you see them, they're very very wide. Yeah, it's a very stout looking car. I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> look, yeah, I mean, I know that they sometimes flip, and that happens in racing, you know, because people nudge other people, or you know, you take yeah. the corner too hard. Right. But, um, man, these things are uh, they're, they're planted to the ground. They're very very firm on the ground. Right, which I think they need to be given the weight and yeah. the engine. And if something does happen, they've got a full tube frame with integral roll cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, these aren't just going to collapse. You know, the, the roof's not going to collapse down like it looks like it will. Uh, they're in a fully, <laughs> you know, they're in a, they're in a full race cell inside there. Uh, so, that, you know, you, there's no worry about that. I mean, they're very, I've seen some pretty bad Legends car wrecks online now that we've been watching, you know, all the stuff about, you know, the, the Roadsters yeah. and Inex series and the Legends cars. And, uh, you know, in addition to the fast racing, you also see a lot of collisions, a lot of accidents on track. Flips. A lot of flips, and it does happen because these things are going pretty quick. Um, but every single one of these things that I've seen, the driver just gets out and walks away. All right, are we ready? Are we ready, Scott, to say how much this all costs? I think we are. Yeah. Before we get to my final point here, let's uh, let's definitely talk about the price because we mentioned that you know the the need, the initial need was for a low cost race car, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think they've delivered. I mean, even now in you know 2013, what's the price, Ben? Well, let's ask our super producer, Noel, for a little bit of dramatic music, maybe a, a, a drum roll. The price of your next Legends car will be $12,995. That's pretty amazing. I mean, when you're talking about a, a full race car mm-hmm. that's ready to go, that you can you can just plop it on the track and race with everybody else that's already out there. One of seven body styles, your choice. Exactly. You get to choose the body style out of the seven that we mentioned. Um, That's amazing. And if you go to get a used Legends car, Ah. even lower. And there's there's so many of those available. People can buy used Legends cars, and you don't have to go brand new from the factory at $12,995, even though that's that's amazingly affordable for a race car. I mean, that's that's almost like... Heretical as far as race car yeah, prices go, exactly because like violation. They're they're no- notoriously expensive. I yes. mean, I mean that's uh, that's one of those things where you know you just you millions might as well, of millions of dollars. You could just dig a hole and keep throwing money in it, and, <laughs> and you'll still spend more money on your race car. But uh, but but this is a, a very affordable way to get into it. You know, no matter what age you're talking about. Uh-huh. Um, so you know that's that's a fantastic jump in price. But if you talk about the used market, and they are out there, there's lots of them out there. Um, you can pick up one for a pretty sweet deal. I mean, I've seen some for, you know, $5,000, you know, or even lower. Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends on, you know, how, you know, the, the body shape that it's in. Of course, you can order new parts. Right. Um, you know, through the, through the manufacturer. But, um, again, all this depends on, you know, how the car is set up, you know, what they, what they've got into it, what they're going to offer it for. But uh, there's some deals to be had out there. And, uh, it t- sounds like we're almost wrapping up, but, 
it's time for one more thing. That's right. I've got one more thing. One more thing. All right. So I mentioned used cars, right? Yes, sir. And uh, here's somebody that has taken this idea even farther. Um, now, there's an, uh, this is from the Knee Slider, which is, uh, I think it's a, a motorcycle website. And uh, the, the, the headline grabbed me because you know what we're talking about here. It says, Street Legal Motorcycle Powered Legends Race Car. You hear that first part? Street legal. Street legal. Street legal. This is a, you know, these are race cars. Oh, is it street legal? Well, the owner, his name is uh, Lincoln Breyer, um, was kind of looking at his uh, his used Legends car, as it says slightly used here in the uh, in the, in the post, but um, looking at the photo, it didn't look in too bad a shape, really. It looks pretty good, but, you know, wanted to make it, um, wanted to make it street legal. How would he have to do it? So he added a few different things, um, and there's a key point that we'll get to here that you have to do in order to make it street legal, but one of the things that he had to, or several of the things he had to add were lights, turn signals, uh, rear view mirrors um, that came from a Harley Sportster, a horn. A radio, rear windows, and uh, and also a reserve fuel cell uh, that he can activate with a toggle switch because they have a very small fuel cell for the right, racing. Yeah. They, they don't require a lot of fuel on the track. Um, and he's got this reserve fuel cell just for longer trips. Um, he also added an exhaust and a muffler, and he changed the gearing. Uh, in order to make it drivable on the street, really, because you know these are set up to race, so it's yeah. a little bit different gearing. Um, he says the car tops out at around 90 miles per hour just because of the wind resistance. You know, it's not really um, all that. All not that. the most aerodynamic. Exactly, yeah, it's not aerodynamic. Um, and he says there's one really major drawback on this thing, or actually a couple, I guess. Um, first one is that it's a single seater. You can't take anybody with you anywhere. Yeah. A lot like a go-kart or something like yeah. that, right? Um, and the, the other thing is that so far, right now, he doesn't have any reverse gear in this thing uh, because, you know, you don't need reverse gear in the race car. Uh, so the, the problem is that, you know, like a lot of these motorcycle-powered cars, like like the Legends cars, sure. don't have reverse gear. They have a, a transmission that only has forward gears. Uh, but he says for $1,400, he can fix that and modify it and make it work. But that seems like a lot of money when you're talking about, you know, using an old and car. And stop having to just push it out. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I suppose it might be worth it, you know, 1400 bucks to, to save having to do that, let's say, if a day was raining or something that you're driving it. Yeah. But uh, the picture of it here, it looks pretty nice. He just painted it kind of a dark blue, and uh, and it has... Oh, that looks... I mean, classic. it looks like, I mean, it, it just looks like, what is it, the um, uh, 37 Chevy that he's, that he's got. I mean, or what is it? I think it's, I think that's what it is. Anyway, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a 34 Ford. It's a 34 Ford sedan. So it looks, I mean, if, if no one's standing next to it, it looks just like any other. That's the thing. The scale is so any other third, you know, Any other 34 Ford sedan. Now, the, the key to this whole thing, Ben, mm. is that when you buy this, you have to get a certificate of origin um, otherwise, you will not be able to get it registered with the DMV. So, um, and that's one thing that a lot of these—I guess a lot of these—don't have—is really the certificate of origin. And he happened to have that, and that enabled him to then bring it up to streetcar standards. So you'd have to have it from who? Six hundred? You know, I don't know. I don't know how you would get that. I, I don't know if you would get that from the manufacturer. If you get that from the previous owner, because um, yeah. if these things trade hands, you know, maybe that doesn't go with them. Because it's a race car, you don't need to worry about titling and all that stuff. So, right. Um, maybe that's what he's talking Unless about. Unless you want to make it street legal. But I just wanted to throw that out there, that you have to have that certificate of origin in order to do something like this, if you have this idea to, to turn that into a, a you know a street car. That is amazing, and I hope that somebody, one of our listeners, will take us up on this. That would be a fun project. Uh, we will we will morally support you. And, you know, if you're in the area, why not swing by? Uh, I didn't hear you say financially support. That's good. <laughs> 
you know, I, uh, I'll go on a case-by-case basis with that, my friend. I understand. So moral support is about where we draw the line. But, but you know what? Um, if somebody's doing this project, we definitely would like to hear from you because uh, this would be a fascinating thing to watch happen. Yes, absolutely. Australian listeners, Northern European, Central European listeners, where else? Canada. Canada. Yeah, Mexico, anywhere, all over the place. Republic of Georgia. Oh, yes. How could we forget? And uh, if you are active in this scene, if you have seen one of these races in real life, if you are working on one of these cars right now, uh, let us know how your experience is going. You can uh, drop us a line on Facebook. You can send us a tweet. Oh, and you can check out some more information on our brand new website. Yeah, that's right. It's carstuffshow.com, and there's all kinds of information there. We're constantly updating it with uh, with videos that we produce, uh, blog posts, of course. We've got um, what our Facebook feed is there, Twitter. Photos. Photos, all kinds of stuff. The podcast, you can pick up the podcast there. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of people have been going to iTunes to get the podcast. They can still do that if they want, but... All of our podcasts are, are on our website now. Oh um, yeah, that's a tricky thing. Only the only the last three hundred are on iTunes. Yeah, that's right. You can access the entire library on our website. So again, that's carstuffshow.com, and I'm um, constantly working on updating that thing. We, you and I are Ben, so um, I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, and I'm happy uh, with it. If you want to send us an email directly about. You know, any old thing. Uh, we are always open to suggestions for upcoming shows, and we'd love to hear about your legend's car if you have one. Definitely. Send photos. Lots S- of photos. Send photos. Oh, thank you, Scott. And send those photos to carstuff at discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 